This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Like most of you, I drive a car or a truck. Well, occasionally, I need tires or just a simple plug or patch. Well, my friends down at Just Tires is the place to go when that need arises. Give them a call at 727-585-9271. They have a convenient location right at 1645 Clearwater Largo Road. You can't miss them. So for all your tire needs, cars, trucks, trailers, new, used, or just a repair, give Just Tires a call. 727-585-9271. Oh, yeah, and be sure and check out their website, JustTires.net. Do you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric carts racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com. Excuse me, sir. Yes. It's the bat phone. To the bat balls. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the world's greatest automotive radio show. I must say, I'm bragging, but it's true. Anyway, hey, I'm your host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live on the computer, on the internet, streamed worldwide, even on Mars, probably. I always wonder why that band, um, Iron Butterfly, Butterfly, their plane didn't go down. (laughs) <laughs> oh, come on. Hey, I picked the wrong band. Let me introduce my buddy. I got Artie Fletcher sitting in with me tonight. Hey, Artie, how live. you doing? Live. live. Yeah, live, live. In fact, you got your show on a few minutes after ours, right? Yeah, yes, I, a few minutes, an hour. <laughs> but I was just talking. I said to Robert, I'm amazed at the, the guests that he gets on the show. You people are very lucky. Um, I mean, I, I'm amazed. I mean, he had Ted Nugent, and he had uh, Adam Carolla. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm fighting being on this show, but, uh, <laughs> but when you're one on one, you can't make an excuse. Uh, my car wouldn't start. It's snowing. <laughs> it's snowing. Anyway, hey, well, you got something going on here this weekend. Tell yeah, us a little bit about. It was funny because you were there with a couple of your uh, groupies. Friends, yeah, there. my groupies. And uh, it was funny. I made a comment. And you took it well. I go, if you have a hard time sleeping. On Wednesdays from eight, uh, seven to eight, listen to the Thousand Court Radio. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be at. How did you did you pick up the floor of that place when you walked in? I like the floor. That's the boardwalk from Coney board- Island. Is it really? They bought a section of it. They had a truck down here, and they had to have the guy come down who put who built the boardwalk to do the inlays to make it look like the boardwalk. It was really a nice place. It's it, laid out very very nice. It, it, they put three hundred thousand dollars in, which you could tell they're from New York. They're morons because I would have never did that <laughs> in, in Clearwater. But it's called the, the original boardwalk, uh, and it's in, on 126 Island Way in the in Clearwater in the uh, shopping center. What is that shopping? Public center? shopping center. Public shopping center. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's an 8:30 show. It's going to be great. Uh, last time I was there, it was pretty packed. It was real packed. Uh, you'll, you'll have a good time. Mention Tan Talk Radio, Downtown Dave, or even the Styles of Car. Nostalgia Radio for cars. Yeah, yeah. Just get you get in free, uh, which is usually fifteen dollars to see me, but. 
They're getting people in there now. Which That's is good. Smart. The food's great. Food people was excellent. The pizza is New York style pizza, real New York style pizza, not like what they advertise here. Okay. And the wings are great. Um, the food, they're doing well. They're open seven days a week. They get the NFL ticket. What more do you want? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus all the, I think they got Speed Channel down there too. They got all the stuff, all the sports games. So if you really want a cool place to hang out, that's the play. All you motorheads uh, that listen to this show. Yeah. Uh, just go to my website, nycbadboy.com. It'll show you what TV shows I've been on. Come on out, because I'm sure you'll be there. I will be there. Oh, tell them a little bit about your radio show. Tell them about... Well, uh, let's introduce yourself. Artie Fletcher, tell us who you do. Do have a radio show, Cedric? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. I wasn't even paying attention. You know, <laughs> Imus was number one here, and I just smoked his butt. Yep. Uh, we're on... Uh, he's on in the morning, uh, so keep listening to him while you can. Um because pretty soon he'll be an exhibit at Dinosaur World. <laughs> um, I'm on from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We have celebrities just about every day. Um, Tell us the good news. Rascals are getting together. Yeah, doing a I just, we just heard. I was just talking to Felix Cavalier today. He's the original keyboard player and, and David Brigetti. Uh, the Rascals are getting back together because of Stephen Van Zandt from uh, Bruce Springsteen's band. He is an avid fan. He talked to him in doing a reunion tour. First time in 40 years these four guys are going to play together. And I've seen three out of four of them, and they're just fat, so it's pretty funny. <laughs> There's one right now, uh, the lead singer, David, or Eddie, actually, who's Little Brigetti. He's at a fat farm right now. <laughs> and he's not that big. He, uh-huh. I, mean, he gained, I mean, he can lose like 40 pounds, but he's not like obese. You so know? fat farm what, means it thins you out a little bit, yeah, so it's the opposite. Okay. So he's doing that right now. They're going to rehearse for two weeks. The first, uh, they're doing a show in Port Chester, New York, and it's really funny. It's a 5,000-seat theater. Tickets sold out in 12 minutes. Jeez. In 12 minutes. And then you asked me if they're coming here. A yeah. lot of people would ask me. They haven't announced that yet, but when these cats see they did 15,000 people, three shows, and sold out in like, you know, two days, they're going to want, are you kidding? They're, they're going to probably command fifty to 75,000 a show. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Four guys, you know, that's that's like 15000 a show. I can see them doing that because they're not making that money now. They have what they call the New Rascals, which is Felix Caviar. And that's... Not it, the I same. Mean, they'll play... They'll play a ten talk radio. <laughs> pretty much for downtown Dave. <laughs> downtown Dave, yeah. But uh, enjoy this show. I come up at 8 o'clock. Uh, for two hours. Yeah, we, we're on every day, and we talk. Uh, we don't really talk about politics like no. you do. We just kind of. No, I stay away from it a little bit, On too. your show, you do. I'm a show, uh, I do, yeah. But, yeah, you got to see this guy out of the station. He's out of his freaking <laughs> mind. It comes to politics. Oh, my God. Well, don't tell my goose step. They all think you're CIA here or something. That's the word I get. You're CIA. <laughs> or, or you're, oh, no. Now the cat's out of the yeah, bag. Or, or, or you're like the Clan president something. This is what they tell me. I go, Robert's like a family man. I, I can't see him doing that. Uh, but uh, My alter ego. Yeah. That, so, yeah, I'm having you checked out now. That's why every time you touch a glass, I take it. Okay. Check the lift your prints. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I keep fake fingerprints on my... Uh, we'll try to get Gene Cornish on our show tomorrow from the Rascals. He's a oh, guitar good. player. Um, this, and we got, we're going to have Charlie Murphy next week, Eddie Murphy's brother. He'll Super. Be oh, really? Eddie Murphy's yeah. brother? No kidding. Yeah, we had Guy Tory last night. Uh, I mean, we've had everybody. Greg Billings was on your show. Luke, he was real good. On, he's small compared to everybody we had. I mean, we've had Martha Reeves on. We we have had, uh, oh, my God. Uh, uh, Bernie Copel. Bobby Rydell. We had Bobby, Bobby Rydell. Yeah. Bobby Rydell has done an interview 15 years. We had him here. Um, that's super. Which is funny because uh, Mason Dixon, they're the big guys here and the yeah. oldies or whatever, and they can't get anybody I can get. 
You know, Eddie Money. I mean, we, we, You're connected. Oh, Eddie Money was on yeah, your show, too. Money yeah, on. that's right. Oh, I'm trying to think. My God, now we've done so many shows, right? Cedric and I just right. look at each other. Um, uh, we had um, uh, the Crystals, the band of Crystal, the Do Run, Run, Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great interview. Arlene Smith and the Chantels, Joey D and the Starlighters, Peppermint Twist. So we do some oldies. We had the lead singer from Accept On. Joe Lynn Turner is going to be on expose from yeah we had expose because they have a reunion tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting and comedians, lots of comedians, with lots tons of, of comedians. Oh my god, Lavelle Crawford, John Hidden from Living Single. Oh yeah, we played over. T- oh yeah, we we we've done, we had Bernie Capella from Love Boat, mm-hmm. Bob Zaney, uh, Bob Zaney from uh, Bob and Tom Show. Does mm-hmm. uh, all the Zaney Report. Now you used to do TV too, didn't? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I did uh, Law and Order, um, Criminal Intent. Um, and if you go to my website, nycbadboy.com, I'll show you clips. And I just got done. I've been on a book tour. I was just in Indiana. Where were yeah, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Evansville. Oh, that was funny because... Uh, Almost Illinois. Yeah. Well, it's five miles from the Kentucky border. And Kentucky, uh, this yeah. couple, I was telling uh, um, Cedric, uh, producer, this couple come up to me. Hey, we want you to come to pick up truck. I, I thought they were going to kill me or something. <laughs> So they go, hey, you know what that is? I go, yeah, mason jars, but I, I don't see tomatoes or jam in them. It was moonshot. Oh. And they go, listen, we got cherry, we got cinnamon, and we got watermelon. You liked watermelon. I go, look, I have a stint in my heart, and I want, <laughs> and I, I want it to stay in my heart. And I, I told him I took a little sip of the watermelon, and just a sip. I lit like, you up. I just can't imagine drinking, like, you know, a whole one. Uh-huh. Like, I think I would be sterile. <laughs> It's good so stuff, though. when I was in Indiana on the radio, I did all the radio stations there, Kiss FM. A story came on. It's in Evansville. Uh, there's a shortage of men. It's ten women to one man. So they asked me. We came back from break. Artie, would you? What do you think of that story? I go, look. I've been here two days. I've seen the woman here. <laughs> now I know why there's a shortage. I go. People are running to Kentucky. They're not even driving. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was good. That's so good. I'll be going back. So this Friday. October 12th, 8.30, comes to me at the Boardwalk uh, on Sports States. Bar and Grill. Uh, it's a comic show. My, my, there's two other comics with me. It's $5 to get in unless you uh, mention any one of these shows. Downtown Dave, Tan Talk Radio. Nostalgic Radio and Cars, uh, yep. and the Artie Fletcher there Show. There you go, and you get in free. Super. Well, so, we'll see you there. I have to go. All right, Artie, thanks for sitting in for a few minutes. You, you guys be good, man. We're going to be good. All right. Anyway, hey, run to our website. Check out GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Check out all the stuff we got there. Check out our calendar because we got a ton of events coming up. And be sure to go to the stuff page and uh, buy a decal or preferably a T-shirt. Okay? Which I have one on my car and I have a T-shirt. Super, That's super, right. super. Check out our podcast for all our past shows. If you missed any of our shows, you want to hear them again, check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. It's also on our uh, website. Find us on Facebook and give us a big like. And I think we got a song coming up there, don't we? got some queued up. Well, we, got, we got some guests. Guess oh. who queued up? And we also have a special guest coming on later again. We have another guest. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, we have two today. We had Artie and, and, and we got another one coming. So Absolutely. Two. Anyway. All right. So we will uh, be right back after this song. Yeah. 
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. I'd like to tell you about a great place to eat right on the main part of Clearwater Beach. Located at 333 South Gulfview Boulevard. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill has two floors of food, drink, and fun. They have daily specials, happy hour, nightly entertainment. Their menu caters to seafood lovers as well as land lovers. Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill, 727-608-2065. They're open in the morning for breakfast until 1 a.m. So stop by and visit my friends, Turtle, Eddie, and Polly, and all the girls and staff at Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill. That's 727-608-2065. Mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you never know, you might get a free drink. That's Crabby's Beachwalk Bar and Grill on Clearwater Beach, 727-608-2065. Okay, we're back, and we're live, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. All right, guys, let me give you a rundown as to what is going on this weekend, all right? First of all, this weekend starts Friday, I guess. Southeast Street Rod Nationals over to Tampa Fairgrounds, 12th, 13th, and 14th. That is going to be a good show. Got some cool stuff over there. If you're in the street rods, hot rods, all that cool stuff, tons of vendors, tons of people, tons of everything, and most importantly, a swap meet, okay? So that's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, between 8.30 and 5 every day, 14 bucks for dads and moms, 5 bucks for kids 12 years and uh, older, and uh, 12 years and under, you are free. So grab mom and dad and head on over to the street rod thing, and uh, everybody get involved, okay? Okay, and also, let's see, was it next week? No, the weekend of the 20th, the 19th, 20th, and 21st, Mirror Lake Concourse Auto Show and Auction, okay? And that's uh, put on by our friends over at Heacock Insurance. That's Heacock Classic Insurance, Classic Car Insurance over in uh, Lakeland. My friends over there, Pete Darguzzi and uh, Ford Heacock, okay? So that should be a really, really, really spectacular event. Also, on the 21st, which is Sunday, Alan Galbraith and his buds will be over at the Lakeland Raceway, and they've got the bulletproof drags coming up, okay? So for all you guys that are really into vintage, nostalgic race cars, and it's predominantly cars pre-65, old-school hot rods, and, of course, the uh, rat rod thing is going on, but they'll have a... Nostalgic drags going on. I mean, it's kind of like run with your brunk. So if you got an old 62 Falcon out there with a six cylinder in it, go for it. If you got a 32 Ford with a big block Ford in it, go for it. If you got one of those uh, bow tie cars and you're smart enough to put a Hemi motor in it, go run it. They'll race it. And there was some really, really cool stuff there last year, not to mention a swap meet. Not to mention, if you got a mini bike, hey, you can run your mini bike too. And like I said last week, if you got a bicycle and you can pedal it fast enough, you can get down that eighth mile or quarter mile. 
Go for it, okay? And then the uh, following week, okay, the weekend of uh, 26th through the 28th, HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing at Sebring. That is huge. You're going to have two, 300 cars there. You're going to have cool old Ferraris, Porsches, Maseratis, Shelbys, Bosses, Camaros, Z28s, you name it, MGs, Jaguars. Uh, they're all going to be out there. It's a great event for everybody, okay? So check out the HSR website. That's Historic Sports Car Racing at Sebring, okay? Uh, that's a fun event. I'm a big fan of that, okay? And then also, we've got the Festivals of Speed coming up at the Ritz-Carlton, November 30th through December 2nd, okay? That's at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. Festivals of Speed. 10,000 or more people showed up for that event last year, okay? Um, that's a mind-blowing experience. I mean, they got state-of-the-art Ferraris, Porsches, Lamborghinis, high-end stuff, Aston Martin. They had uh, racing cars there. They had trick bikes. I mean, boats even, you know, high-end boats. They even have a thing, I think it's on Friday nights, it's called uh, the Lifestyles event, okay? And uh, where it takes place, I think, in one of the jet parks. So you got golf streams, you got jets, you got all kinds of stuff. I mean, stuff I'm not even familiar with, but that's a spectacular event. So check out Festivals of Speed. They have, I think, three events a year. You guys will all enjoy that. And, of course, at the end of the month in Las Vegas, Nevada, is SEMA, okay? So that starts at the end of the month. I know that. So that is a spectacular event. So put SEMA on your list. I think once before on the radio show I talked about, you know, bucket list. There's like four events that you really need to go to. Uh, every year that if you can make it and SEMA is the best of the best um, in the first week in December the same weekend as festivals of speed while you're in Orlando is PRI so you'll enjoy that PRI is performance racing industries which has been recently taken over by SEMA it's a small version of SEMA okay so basically you could fit five six seven maybe more PRIs in one SEMA event, okay? And SEMA is four days, and it's anything and everything that pertains to the aftermarket automotive parts industry, okay? So but you'll have the big names there. You have Ford, GM, and Chrysler, but you're going to have Mallory. You'll have Edelbrock. You'll have Hooker. You'll have names that I can't even remember because it's not one of those things that you can do in one day. If you get there at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock when it opens and it closes at 5 o'clock, bring a couple pairs of shoes because you're going to do some serious walking, not to mention the celebrities that you will have an opportunity to meet there. But it's for anybody that's in the automotive industry. In other words, it's not open to the public. Just those of us that are in the industry, you have to sign up ahead of time. It doesn't cost a lot. I think it's only like 25 bucks or something like that to get in. But it's definitely worth the event. Okay, So that should be on your bucket list. I mentioned the uh, Scottsdale Barrett-Jackson auction that goes on during that week. So you've got six auctions going on. You've got Barrett-Jackson, you've got Russo and Steel, you've got Bonhams, you've got Gooding, you've got RM, and you've got Silver. That's six auctions that take place during that whole week, plus the car shows. I mean, it is an experience that's uncomparable to any other event. The only thing that comes close to it, but is a completely different type of an event, is what takes place in Monterey in August. The Monterey event, it's a week-long event. There's racing, there's auctions, there's car shows, there's cruises, there's just, you name it. But, it's the opposite extreme of the spectrum. I mean, the best of the best, the creme de la creme. It is where you would see, and of course, Pebble Beach, it is where you would see the finest automobiles on the planet. And then, of course, Amelia Island, which is in our own backyard here. That's usually in March. That's put on by our good friend, Bill Warner. Again, a concourse, a car show, uh, two auctions there. You've got RM and you've got Gooding. Again, the probably the closest thing to Pebble Beach on the eastern seaboard. I mean, it's an amazing, spectacular show. The only thing it, it lacks, and they're working on it right now, is a vintage race, kind of like what they do at Laguna Seca the week of uh, Monterey. And then uh, the other event that you need to go check out is, let's see, we covered Barrett-Jackson, Amelia Island, Monterey, and Simi. Actually, those are the four events. Anyway, all right, let's go to a uh, commercial break here, and then let's bring our guest on, 
and uh, we'll talk some more car stuff. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72, plus another 9-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. race car driver Adam Carolla telling you I love nostalgic radio and cars. Now here comes Big Bruiser with light flashing. There's the wreck. That Big Bruiser up to it. This lever puts the power winds into action. And Big Bruiser does it again. Comes with jack, tools, fender and spare tire to repair the wreck. Pickup truck included too. Get battery powered Big Bruiser by Mark. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman's been on here before, so it's great to welcome back an alumni now. I kind of like that. But anyway, this gentleman you're probably very well familiar with. He's got his own TV show. He's the producer and the host of Chop, Cut, Rebuild. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show Dan Woods. Dan, are you there? I am, Robert. Good evening. Mama, lock up the sheep. The coyotes are on the whole night, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how you been? I've been great. We've had a great summer uh, building cars, getting ready for our ninth season of uh, Chop Cut on uh, Speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been a, a busy year. And, uh, of course, everyone's slamming now to get ready for SEMA. SEMA, yeah. So you got anything special planned for SEMA? I always do, always, <laughs> always do. Um, Classic Industries, of course, this year has been working with us again. Uh, this time, we're bringing a '56 uh, Bel Air Roadster convertible Roadster to their uh, to their booth. Uh, really? This is a car that was built not you know the, the origins of it are actually not that far from you up in Orlando. Uh, we're, we're using a real deal steel body for the uh, for the Bel Air. Um, they're assembled up there uh, in uh, in, in uh, Orlando, and uh, an Art Morrison chassis. And uh, General Motors, the fine people at General Motors, gave us the LS7, 
mm. uh, engine and transmission package for this thing. So it's the same engine that's in the uh, CTS Cadillac and in the uh, the, uh, the the new uh, the new Camaro. Oh, Camaro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's five hundred and sixty horses. So when you say this is a '56 Chevrolet Roadster, do I assume it's an original Chevrolet '56, and then you basically cut the top off and kind of roadsterized it? Yeah, we uh, we we basically cheated a little. We didn't put the top on. It's okay. a convertible. It's a con- <laughs> we put a tunnel on it. Super. Uh, and then the other car we're doing is a 71 Nova that we've been uh, going back and forth and building on the East Coast this year up in, uh, in uh, near Atlanta uh, with uh, Autometal Direct. And uh, this is uh, to showcase their their line of uh, General Motors sheet metal products that they have. And, uh, you know, a Nova is not one of those uh, common ones. You don't see it a lot on a lot of the uh, automotive shows. And uh, we thought it would be a pretty cool project, and that one has a, a you know a, a, an engine build as opposed to a crate motor going into it. Um, the, uh, the the nice folks over at uh, Legend Gear and Transmission, which is just a new company starting up, um, they've they've provided their new transmission and their differential for it. Um, and uh, the guys at Legendary Interiors in uh, upstate New York provided all of the very original factory looking interior for this car. So it's uh, it's going to be real nice. That, that car is going to be at the Auto Metal uh, Direct booth. Super. Now, tell 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 our listeners a little bit about kind of how SEMA works a little bit. So, in other words, you talk about these two cars. They're going to be basically at these two vendors' locations. And then you, as a celebrity and a show host, you basically sit there, dedicate a couple hours, and sign autographs and take pictures and stuff, right? Yeah, basically, you know, I shake babies and kiss hands or, you know, when I hang on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we I hang out. We we actually make the SEMA show part of our last episode in in uh, in our series. Uh, you know, we we find these cars. You know, pull them out of barns if necessary, or you know, take the steel off the wall and start building them in episode one. And then in episode thirteen is the big unveil at the SEMA show. Oh, okay, cool. Now, what other projects did you work on this year besides those two cars? Anything else? Those are the two pro- primary projects. We've also been working with um, uh, uh, the people at Sur City Garage, the uh, car care product company. Mm-hmm. They've uh, they. they they jumped on board this year to sponsor a segment. You know, if you watch Chop Cut, you'll, you know, uh, over the years, you've, you would have seen me drive up in a different car in front of every segment. Yes. We've, we've dropped that this year. I'm driving up in one car at the beginning of the show, and then we're going over to Surf City Garage to meet Tim Miller and see his car collection. And we pull a car out of his collection in every episode now. And uh, he, this guy has an amazing array of cars that he has there. And, and so many of them are survivors. It's astounding. I mean, this guy has a room that's as, as big as a, you know, a, a four or five car garage, and he's got a bed pack, four post lift everywhere along the wall. Walls. So he's got a car on the top and on the bottom, <laughs> and Jeez. then cars down the middle, and then he's got cars outside. It's just uh, it's an amazing collection of cars. So we want to just you know show the the audience that um, the products that they make aren't just some guy who is a businessman and came up with an idea to you know sell car polish. He created he actually created his products to take care of his own cars, and he overmade the stuff, and he would give it out to friends, and they were all bugging him over the years, saying, "Tim, you need to sell this stuff. <laughs> it's really good." <laughs> so, you know, we want, he, he sort of came from at it from a different place. You know. Okay. Now, I think um, somewhere I saw he's got his his shop or his uh, his showroom basically is uh, fairly elaborate. I mean, he's got a lot of memorabilia on the wall and all kinds of stuff. Is he in the L.A. area? 
Um, he's actually in Huntington Beach in Orange County. Oh, okay. And um, it's it's a private collection. It's uh, you get to see it by invitation only. Mm-hmm. He does hold a couple of open houses throughout the year. Um, I think if you go to their website, you can find out when they are. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean the whole business. You know, his he, he's actually in in the construction business. Um, but he's just been such a car guy over the years. He's been acquiring these vehicles. Uh, his 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 uh, lunch room is actually like a '50s diner with a couple of Shelbys in there and cool. old Harleys and gas pumps, and it's, it's really very cool. Neat, neat, neat. Um, so, all right. So now, what else is what else can people tell us a little bit about SEMA a little bit? Because you've been there a number of times. I've been there a few times. Um, what are some of the other things that people can expect to see? Because I've I've talked about this a number of times on my show that there's like four events, four venues during the year you really need to see. SEMA's one right. of them, obviously Monterey, Barrett-Jackson, and then, of course, for those of us that are on the East Coast here in Florida, you know, Amelia Island. But, you know, SEMA is just, just a cool show. I mean, it's just a, it's an environment, it's an atmosphere. And the neat thing about it is it is in Las Vegas. So even if the, the wife and the children don't want to, you know, because they can't get in, um, go to the car show thing, there's plenty of things for them to do in Las Vegas because, you know, it's the oh. entertainment capital of the world practically or whatever, playground. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. It's, it, you know, you were mentioning how big it, 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 it is. I go pretty much, I don't think I've missed a year since well, probably 97 when I started doing uh, automotive television. Mm-hmm. And it, I, w- I had been going there for three years before I realized there was a second floor on the South Hall. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I mean, the place is huge. And not only is SEMA going on, you've got the Apex show Apex going show. on over mm-hmm. at the Sands Convention Center at the same time as well. And that's more of the expendables products, uh, you know, things like oils and, and uh, light bulbs and, you know, some Bosch's there and AC Delco is there, so batteries. Uh, a lot of the tool manufacturers are over at the Apex show. Uh, the wear and tear items, so to speak. You could call yeah, it up. Um, you know, and, but you also get like Ben Pack is over there, mm-hmm. companies like that, toolbox companies, um, a lot of the offshore companies that are um, uh, looking to expand um, what they're making for customers are there as well with their displays. So it's, it's amazing that, of course, they used to have NACE there too, but uh, I think last year NACE moved their dates to two weeks prior to SEMA. So you had this body shop show, you had Apex and SEMA, and it's just, it's insane. You know, the, 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 it, it's an absolute car guy's dream that week in SEMA. It's overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Every hotel has got vintage cars in the parking lots, out in the front. Uh, you know, the, 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 the auto industry absolutely takes over that town, and that's a big town to take over. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of which, uh, you know, they got two new shows that, uh, well, actually, there's three shows that come out of Las Vegas. You've got uh, Pawn Shop, obviously. You've got uh, Rick Dale with American Restoration, who's been on the show. And now you've got uh, the Counting Cars. What, what's your thoughts on Counting Cars? It's actually kind of a cool show. You watch that? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you I haven't? I have not watched Counting Cars yet. Um, I think that's one of the new uh, shows on Versus, I believe, right? Uh, or, uh, Discovery, uh, History. On History, right. Yeah. No, I have, I have not seen it yet. So you tell me, is it good? Yeah, actually, you know what? The, the thing is, is that, you know, like it's like your show. Your show is kind of a how-to show, and you start a project from start to finish, uh, which is a cool show because a lot of people like to just sit and watch. I mean, the guy that works in, in his house, and he's got his project in his garage, you know, that's, you know he's, he's going to tune in to your show because he's going to get a lot of help from information, and he's going to find out about a lot of products and stuff like that. So 
you know, it's it's a good show from that perspective. But before it gets to your show, when you watch a show like Counting Cars, Counting Cars, there, you know, uh, Danny, I guess that's the star of the show or the lead character there. You know, he basically drives around, does the stuff that I actually used to do, which is drive around, and see a car going down the road, and you turn around real quick, you chase him down, you hunt him down, you stop, pull the guy over, and you say, "Hey, is your car for sale?" And that's kind of what he does. And then he takes it into a little shop and he does the, you know, the spit and polish. And then they got this other show on, uh, I think it's, uh, maybe Discovery or one of the other shows. And it's called, uh, uh, Loud and Fast. And it's out mm-hmm. of Texas. I mean, there's so many of these car shows that are coming on right now that actually aren't bad, but everybody can relate to them because they're kind of cool. The only thing is there's a little bit of drama in some of those shows, which your show doesn't have, and I prefer no drama. You know, I don't really want to see a little squabbling going on. It's kind of like when Boyd Coddington first did his show. Remember, there was a lot of that squabbling yeah. going on. And yeah. I, I, ta- I ran into Boyd at, uh, I think, um, might have been out at the RM auction in, in Scottsdale one time. And we were talking there, and he was sitting there with his lovely wife, and she was very pleasant. And I asked him about that, and he says, well, that's what the producers want, you know. And so if yeah. you're there, and you're talent for hire, and they're doing the show, and they're writing the checks, I guess you got to do what they say. Where, as in your case, you're, you own your own show, you produce your own show, and right. you, you hunt down your own sponsors. and so, so you have basically complete and total control over your show, correct? Well, it, it, not, it's yeah, that's partially true. Um, I think the the big thing is is who's the broadcaster. Okay. You know, Speed Channel um, is a completely different beast than Discovery or or uh, now I guess Velocity is their new their new network, mm-hmm. um, and even someone like History Channel. They are, uh, those networks are very broad targeted network. They, you know, I mean, the show that's going to be on after a car show on those networks could be a show about crab fishing. Yep. Could be a show about, you know, uh, people that have 12 kids. So it's a different perspective. And in, in, so what they want is the human drama mm-hmm. um, to keep that broad audience. Speed's audience is a much more educated automotive audience. Yes. I, you know, I watched uh, uh, an interview on, online <clears throat> a few weeks ago that was on um, one of the early uh, overhauling episodes. Mm-hmm. And it was at uh, Magnaflow. And it was done about a year after we had done uh, a segment at Magnaflow. And I watched the interviews, and they were almost exactly the same. Oh, really? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you would have thought that they hired my director <laughs> 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 to produce the segment, and he mailed it in. Uh, you know, but the difference was, you know, the, the lead tech at Magnaflow, when he was being interviewed on Overhauling, he, he made, made a mention, he makes mention of the fact that one of his assistants is going to go and get a bunch of pipes and tack weld them together. On our show, he said, we're going to get a three-inch, uh, we're going to start out with a three-inch collector and bring it down to a two-and-a-half-inch pipe and then run that up and over the rear axle. So we were able to, we do more details that are car-oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, a, a car guy, you could do a TV show just reading the Chilton book in front of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got you. Um, <laughs> so we're allowed to introduce a lot more technical stuff, and uh, and we can stay away from the, the, the drama stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's you know what the speed audience wants. Well, I guess I, I was I'm not wrong about that. Nine years on the air, so mm-hmm. um, you know it, it is a little different that way. I mean, if we were doing our show on Discovery, we'd have to introduce some of that human drama. I think too. Yeah, and see, a lot of us. I mean, it's kind of like a. It's almost an insult to our intelligence to have to sit there and sit, sit through that nonsense, you know. And I've heard a lot of guys, you know, they say, "Well, it's a great show. I like the show a little bit, but I just don't want to deal with the drama." So you know, they'll they'll channel change. Yeah, and you got to so really you got to keep in mind you're not watching a car network. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're watching a very broad mainstream network that's trying to appeal to as many people as possible. And so, you know, that that's why they 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 make the show that way. I hear a lot of guys when they 
come up with ideas for shows, and they say, "Well, it, it, it's kind of like uh, like top uh, like Top Gear." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <know>? Okay. Like, <laughs> if I was a broadcaster and somebody brought me an idea for a show, and they said it's like Top Gear, I, I'd actually be afraid of it because I know what the budget's like for a show like Top Gear. <laughs> Is that a very expensive show to do? Well. I remember seeing one. My first exposure to that show when someone told me about it, I, I found it on the on the web. They had rented an aircraft carrier to put a Ferrari on it and drive it from zero to whatever speed they could to the end of the aircraft carrier. So you figure, what does it cost? First of all, to get a Ferrari. Second, to fly it out to an aircraft carrier, and third, rent the aircraft carrier. <laughs> mm, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's I can pretty see much that. my entire season's budget just to do that five minute segment, <laughs> and then hope that the brakes work so you don't drive it off the edge of the aircraft carrier. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, all right. So what are you working on on your own? And your, what's what's in your garage? Well, um, my daughter uh, turned uh, 21 this year, okay. um, but. Um, and she hadn't had her first car yet. She's been borrowing mom and dad's car up to now. So I, did, I, I talked to her. I said, look, I could go and get you like a cheap, you know, 90s uh, Toyota Corolla or something like that, you know, a people mover, um, and it's a safer car. Or I can get you a car that you're going to talk about for, like, the rest of your life as being your first car. So we bought her a 69 Bug. Okay. Um, that had been sitting abandoned for about seven. I think the, the last time it had been registered was 2003. <laughs> wow. So, we hauled this thing back to the house, and uh, we've been working on it. We've got it running now. We've, uh, you know, recovered the seats. Uh, we've we put in a stereo. We had to change the engine. Uh, the engine that was in it, she blew the connecting rod on it. Um, so we, uh, you know, had to go and get a, get another engine and rebuild that for her. So that's what, what I'm playing with right now is just a little Volkswagen bug. Now, on the engine, they're normally, what, 1,600 cc's? Did you put anything bigger in there? Yeah. No, no, we just went, it's my daughter. I don't want her driving insane with that thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When she's finished with it, I'll bore it out. But, okay, know, we'll I We'll go pour over after that. But, no, well, I just wanted to, her to have a car that was kind of like, you know, that had a personality to it. Oh, yeah, and bugs are great cars, and everybody wants one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had more people actually walk up into my driveway and ask me if it was for sale than I've ever had with any other car. Well, that's cool. Now, are you going to keep it very, basically pretty much stock for her? Are you going to put any of the psychedelic flowers and stuff that was all period correct for 1969, or what are you going to do? Well, it's actually it's a bright yellow bug. Okay. It needs a peace sign on it. And as we were <laughs> sort of looking at it, I, uh, in, in, in the engine compartment on the left side, yeah. there's this mounting thing. There's something to mount there, and I was looking into it, and I think this was one of the bugs that actually had an air conditioning option. Okay. And it, I mean, there were very, very few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, we thought, uh, well, you know, uh, my thinking is I want to bring the, put the car back to its original look. Okay. Yeah. Well, air conditioning uh, was a rare option back then, although you really don't need it where you're at, do you? I mean, a little bit, a few times in the summertime, right? A few days there, it gets pretty well, hot. She's, she's, she's going to school in, uh, in Riverside, so in, in July and August. <laughs> well, that's almost a <laughs> desert, yeah. Yeah, she can. Uh, it can get pretty hot in there. It gets uh, gets into the three digits there on a regular basis. Oh, okay. So huh. yeah, now the thing, the challenge will be if, for me to try and find an air conditioning unit for it. Well, now let me ask. There was nothing there. Okay. Now, seeing how you're in the parts business and you got the TV shows and you're very well connected, is there any state of the art, high efficiency, retro type AC system that you could install in in that car uh, and then also other cars? 
You know, you know it's, it's a good question. I mean, I, I, I should probably um, call Mr. Love at Vintage Air and find out if they've got anything for that car. Uh, I doubt that they would. I mean, it's it, it, air conditioning was was uh, put into so few of those bugs mm-hmm. back then that I can't. And, and and there's a fair amount of plumbing involved in it as well. So I can't see that it's going to be something that you could put in. You'd have to retrofit something different. Mm-hmm. In there, and uh, of course, you know whether anybody makes something that can run a compressor off of a Volkswagen engine. I don't know, and and a compressor would probably suck so much energy off of a sixteen hundred cc engine that you'd, uh, you'd you'd pretty much only be able to drive it downhill. I think. Yeah, I'd take it down from forty five horsepower down to like twenty five. But you know, yeah. uh, back in those days, they used those old York compressors that basically hammered like crazy. But nowadays, you got those rotary compressors that work pretty good, and they don't really use a lot of power. You know, and then you can still yeah. use the factory type mount, so that way it looks somewhat original and then you get the retro di- gate di- uh, uh, ducks you can hook inside i mean i, I work yeah. with some of the other old classic cars and i see some of this stuff because vintage air actually has a place here in tampa and uh i think they have a place in texas now there's a two di- there's a couple different companies but there i think there's vintage air or classic air. air yeah something like that yeah old air in texas i believe is is uh, is where they are okay um uh, probably not as big an assortment vintage air is um you know the, the company that's been at it the longest at this point so, hey, let me ask you this. So how about motorcycles? Do you ever get into motorcycles, or do you stay strictly with cars? No. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to get a motorcycle. I think I was like 17 or 18 years old, and I told my dad I wanted a motorcycle. And the first thing he said to me was, where do you want the flower scent? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Point blank. Uh, he, was pretty, he was pretty blunt about it and, uh, and, and kind of steered me away from it. And, uh, you know, he was offering – he ran a salvage yard. So he was offering me free vehicles. A motorcycle I would have to buy. Ah, <laughs> uh, I got you. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, pick the alternative. Take the car. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, he offered, I went through a lot of cars out of the yard with my dad. I mean, I think one year I went through three Pintos. <laughs> now, Pinto's a good little car. I like Pintos. It was great. I just, I kept getting, you know, I, I kept doing it. And he'd offer me a Pinto, another one. I'd say, okay, sure. You know, I had the runabout and I had the wagon and uh, I think two runabouts and, and a wagon. Uh, and they were great. But that was how I got, that was my introduction to it. It wasn't as, uh, as a hobbyist or as a builder. It was the fact that my dad owned a salvage yard. And, and when I needed a car, he would say, well, if you take the one in that corner and one from that corner and put them together, you'll get one that runs. You know, and that was that was really all that I needed was just something that ran. <laughs> did you enjoy wrenching on cars when you were younger? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, you know, my dad was one of those teachers that you know would teach you by telling you to hold the other end of the board. Okay. You know, hand me that wrench, get me this socket, and he did the work. And you know, and I just sort of stood there and was bored as a teenager, and uh, really wanted to go out chasing girls uh, more than than be standing there helping my dad work on a car on a dry, in a driveway. Um, and and I've, I was very involved in sports when I was younger. Played baseball, played hockey in the winter. So it was kind of you know I knew how to do it. Um, my first part time job was at a Fina station, uh, pumping gas, changing tires, um, doing minor um, you know tune ups, oil changes, that kind of stuff. So it was just sort of like yeah, I know how to do this stuff, but I never uh, sort of fell in love with the nostalgia. Um, I've always been uh, taken by. The impact the automobile has had us had on us as a society, and not as a power thing. I was, you know, a street racer or anything like that. I, I've just been amazed at how it impacted everything we do in life. That you know, you used to go to the movies in your car. You didn't even get out of your car. Um, if you go up uh, up north, I guess you're, you know you have a lot of Canadian listeners. <laughs> yeah, we do. You know, 
Tim Hortons donuts. You know, um, you don't get out of your car. You just go through the drive-through, and they hand you the coffee with the sugar and the cream in it. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. so you know we we depend on the vehicle, on the on the on the automobile so much. And and I've always been intrigued by that side of the automotive industry, how it impacted us culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, um, probably yeah. some of some of my history minor studies coming through there. Well, uh, no, the college. That's because it's kind of like your little room on wheels, you know. It goes where you go. Yeah, and and even it, it's affected things dramatically, like architecture. You know, if you look at the houses that were built in the in the forties, in the thirties, uh, in some of the, the 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 established cities, the garage was in the back. You know, you had to go through a dusty, dirty laneway to get to the garage, and then from the fifties and, and into the sixties, all of a sudden the garage came to the front of the house. And so you had the, the single car garage, and then you get the two car garage. And you know, my house now I have a three car garage. It's it's kind of like, you know, uh, um, houses now are garage are, are three car garages with a house attached. Yeah. <laughs> so now, and, and of course, three quarters of the people have got the garages so filled with stuff that they have to leave the car out on the apron. There you go. <laughs> One of the things that we're going to do this year is we're going to launch an online series, a Chop Cut Rebuild online series, which is actually, we're going to actually shoot this in my garage. Really? And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be unique content that's not part of the television series. Um, it's going to be stuff that, you know, the average guy can do on a Saturday, no, no long-term project stuff. Um, first thing we're going to do is, is, you know, renovate the garage. I bought a house a couple of years ago um, just outside of L.A. that is, um, it was a repo. And it needed a lot of work, and so we put a lot of, of, of effort into redoing the inside of the house, but we hadn't touched the garage yet. And so this is, it's a typical junk garage, um, and we're going to convert that over to a proper car guy's garage over the, in the first couple of episodes. And then we'll probably bring in my daughter's bug. Um, I've got, uh, I'm hoping to, to buy a 63 uh, Comet convertible. Mm. Um, that, that, I, that I found out in Georgia, and the guy said he'd hang on to it for me and bring that back west and maybe do some work on that. But it, it, it's not going to be the kind of thing where it's going to be just vintage cars. I mean, we'll take modern vehicles and, you know, do work on modern vehicles as well. But it's going to allow us to, a lot more flexibility in that we're not going to be focused on just the two, on two projects like we are with the television show. Mm-hmm. You know, each episode can be a completely different vehicle and a completely different product that's being featured. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of like... Uh that's that's in a way it's really kind of more like real life, you know, because not everybody has an old classic car, but somebody might have a mid '90s Camaro or Mustang or something like that, and you'll be working yep. on that. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, you know, really we're just doing it to prove that I can wrench. It's, I don't just stand there and watch the other guys do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am the only host of an automotive show that does not know how to weld. So, is, is that true? I know that if I learn, that's going to be the end of the show. Oh, okay, okay. You can't let out the secret though. No. <laughs> you know, while we were so talking, on the web, people will actually see me welding. You see you welding. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Are you gonna, So it's just going to be basically like just in and out stuff. I mean, just to, to show people kind of minor stuff. Let's say like, uh, let's say your window regulators broke. How you fix that? Or maybe something yeah. changing an air conditioning compressor. You charging the system up or brakes yep. or something like that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, very simple stuff. Nothing that will take more than a weekend to do. Okay. You know, for for uh, we're, we're, that's the only rule we have is that you know when we open the hood, we close the hood the same day, and the car's running. Well, that's kind of cool. Hey, yeah. uh, just to digress for a second, I was reading somewhere something on the internet, something about speed. What's going on? What kind of rumors have you heard about Speed Channel? Well, I've heard a lot of rumors. Rumors? <laughs> but yeah, I 
and we're and we're getting asked a lot of questions about it. Um, you know, Speed. Um, I believe that uh, Speed is owned by Fox, right? Um, and Fox Sports has a license with NASCAR. Okay, and I believe that license expires in 2014. So they're negotiating with NASCAR right now. I think from from Fox Sports perspective, they overpaid for the rights and they want to break. And from NASCAR's perspective, they uh, gave it away. So okay. <laughs> how far how far they are from each other in terms of coming to an agreement. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm way down the, uh, you know, the, the food chain when it comes to getting information like that. But uh, I, I have heard that, that uh, you know, they're at least thinking about pulling back on the NASCAR content if they don't get the deal they want for Fox Sports. Really? So that means if they do that, if, if, so they're not, gonna, they're not thinking about changing the name. It just has to do with advertising rights and, uh, uh, and uh, television rights to NASCAR, then, basically. Is that what you're saying, kind of? Maybe. I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, like I say, I'm not, I'm, I'm not privy to a lot of those boardroom meetings. I've heard that they may go with, you know, they may take the, the speed name away and go with Fox Sports Two. Um, I've heard that they might take some of the content from Speed and put it over to Fuel, which is the other station they own. Okay. Um, the other network they own, and and of course, a name like Fuel lends itself to being automotive content quite easily as well. Oh yeah, easily. Well, that um, means if they take off some of the NASCAR stuff off or any other racing, or, or I should say that, if they take NASCAR away, that, that means there'll be more, more, maybe more racing or maybe more car programs will have to substitute it, wouldn't it? You know, it, it, they could go with, with that. I, you know, I, from what I've heard, the rumor I heard was that they want to go with more live sport events. Oh, really? Okay. So, so you know, if you look at a, a network like ESPN2, I mean, there's a ton of automotive stuff on ESPN2. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've got Meekum Auctions, they've got Drag Racing, they've got the Mother's Car Show. Um, there's there's all kinds of automotive stuff that's there. I don't see automotive leaving that channel. Um, you know, even a, a network like Spike, which has no automotive all week except on the weekends. Right. Um, so I can see, you know, something like our little corner of the world, which they call the Castro Engine Block, which is made up of, you know, our show, Car Crazy, Dennis Gage's show, um, Stacey David's show. That's, that's a pretty profitable little pocket of airtime for, mm-hmm. for speed. Mm-hmm. So I can see that, you know, um, a male sports-oriented network is going to want to hang on to that kind of, of a programming block. Okay. It wouldn't it wouldn't be all that sensible to dump it uh, just because you didn't get you know uh, Monday night NASCAR review. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Dave Despain will sit there and comment on that too. He hasn't said anything about it because I was looking on the internet. I didn't see any 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 uh, vibes from him. Yeah, I, I mean, it, there's a few stories out there. I think they started in the spring. Some of those rumors, but you know, we've we we're we're plowing ahead. We're delivering our shows. Um, you know. Um, our program has a has a license commitment from Speed to run through until uh, until July um, at minimum. So, if anything happens, it's not going to be overnight. Okay, um, let's digress one more second. Um, your friend Tom Hintaw from Tom Natchu. Uh, Natchu. I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep pronouncing yeah. his name wrong. He's Canadian, also like you. <laughs> um, exactly. Unfortunately, he passed away this year. I was reading. I was actually going to. He was actually scheduled to come on the show in August, yeah. and unfortunately, he passed away in August. Oh, yeah, that was a real shock. That was uh, that was very surprising. You know, I, uh, Tom and I. Um, my first car show that that I had produced was called Classic Car Restorations, and Tom was my co-host in season two, mm-hmm. and um, and then uh, as well as Peter Clute. And uh, Peter and Tom went off and did Dream Car Garage when I went off to play a movie producer uh, for a couple of years. <laughs> and okay. Then, uh, uh, their show was a, was was a big hit. I think they they went for eight or nine seasons on Speed. 
with that show. And uh, yeah, it was real sad. But you know, Tom was a big guy, and uh, but one of the most talented people I've ever worked with in this business in terms of his ability to stand up and talk to the camera and do it in one take was amazing. If you, you could say to Tom Natchew, Tom, we, uh, we're short 35 seconds on this episode. Can you do something? Yeah, no problem. And he would stand up there and he would nail 35 seconds of content for you. Mm, wow. <laughs> and, and it would all make sense. You know, he wasn't just gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, uh, he, he, he knew his stuff cold. It was, it was great. And we lost a great guy with Tom. He was a true car guy, too, a racer. I mean, he was really into it, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. I, I used to go and hang out his, a couple of times at his garage uh, over in Burlington, and he'd be uh, up there, you know, um, he did. A, he liked doing the road course stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So he had, I, th- I think at the time that I was there for a couple of years, he was running a Jetta um, in some of the... the, the um, SCCA uh, stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very big into the SCCA. And then, of course, he was doing track announcements uh, and play-by-play stuff uh, with, uh, with the uh, indie circuit as well. So you'd often see him at uh, you know at, at the Long Beach Grand Prix, and say, I think that's the last time I saw him was at Long Beach. Wow! Now, was last time I talked to him was at the PRI show last year, and I think he said he was doing something out of Florida. He was working out of Orlando or something like that. Or okay. all Canadians try and work out of Florida, don't they? Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, that's funny because you mentioned you got that '56 Chevrolet out of Orlando, which is kind of odd because right. you got it, you got better cars it, out in California than we do here. Well, yeah, I mean, supposedly they say that Arizona is supposed to even be is supposed to be better than California, even in New Mexico as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, any place where it's dry and warm. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I think you know, going to Florida is part of a Canadian's DNA. Well, yeah, <laughs> we definitely have to get down there every six months, or else we, you know, we can't handle the winter. Why is? Um, but well, go ahead. Some great car stuff uh, 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 where you are. Well, you know what? I've often wondered why there's not enough. Uh, why well, there's not a lot of TV shows based out of Florida. I mean, we do have uh, Two Guys Garage, and I think there's a couple other ones that are based out of Tampa, Florida, but it's like, there's only like one or two shows here. And, um, uh, you know, you would think that, you know, you guys got to deal with unions and all the high cost of production out there. We're here in Florida. We don't have any of that stuff. And you would think that there would be more shows here. Well, you know, I, I, I think there's only a couple of shows here that are, um, uh, that are produced here. There's an awful lot being produced in Tennessee. Okay. Um, RTM, I believe, is in, is in Tennessee. Um, a few more in Georgia. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Speed Channel being based in North Carolina. Right. So, you know, you've got a great history with, with automobiles there, especially with, you know, the NASCAR feel and, and, and running moonshine and that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's Georgia, not Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. We've got yeah. about a minute left here, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's just that's just water in the in in the mason jar, officer. <laughs> <laughs> that's water in the mason jar. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's just uh, cinnamon juice. <laughs> that's it. Um, I anyway, use it, I use it in case I run out of gas. <laughs> um, I gotcha. So, uh, anyway, go ahead. Know, there's there's a few here. I, there, there's a history with the automotive world here, especially like the design centers being out here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, guys like Harley Earl were all based out of here, and you've got the design center, you know, the school up in uh, Pomona, um, and, uh, you know, where, where Chip studied, and, uh, you know, a lot of great designers are, are coming out of that school. So I think they, you know, once they're out here and they see the beach and the sunshine, they want to stay here as much as possible rather than go to Michigan. Um, and you can work on a car 12 months of the year out here. You know, That's, there's only a couple of places you can do that. Florida is one of them, obviously, except during hurricane season. During hurricane um, season. 
But strangely right. enough, when it's hot and humid in the summertime, everybody puts their cars in the garage and they go get their dinghies and go out in the Gulf of Mexico. That's sort of the intercoastal. That's where they typically go. <laughs> yeah, right. so. yeah, you don't have the humidity out here. No. Um, so, you know, what I really think did it, though, was uh, Peterson Publishing being based here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whenever Peterson needed an article for Hot Rod or Super Chevy or anything like that, they weren't going to stick a reporter on an airplane and fly him out to see a build that's happening in Georgia. They'd say, run down to Huntington Beach and see what's going on on Gothard Avenue and get me a story. We need, we need a, we, you know, we need 500 words or something, or we need 5,000 words. Go, you know, run down the street and get something for us. It was just a matter of convenience and location. Wow. All right. Hey, we're just about out of time. I want to thank my special guest this evening, Dan Woods. Dan from Chop, Cut, Rebuild. It's a weekly show, right, on Speed Channel. Okay. It is. But anyway. daily. (laughs) Okay. Be sure to check out the reruns. And I want everybody to tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars next week. So everybody drive carefully, stay safe, love your family. And, Dan, I hope to see you at SEMA in three weeks. We'll be there. All right. Well, take care. Everybody else. Bye, Robert. See ya. Thanks for coming on. Everybody else, we'll see you at the car shows. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay, WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay, KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, and FM 94.5, K233BF, Little Rock. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com.